I didn't have his shoes, but I was gifted his shoes, his Balvin, his first pair, the, the ones. And at the time, I only had one pair. Now I have two, the ones I use. And then, but at the time, the one pair I was gifted, like he helped me get through a lot during quarantine that I was like, all right, I know Balvin's going to be there and I'm taking my shoes and I'm going to try to see if he can sign them for me. So I was like, at the time, I was like, fuck, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to try to see if there's a way I can make it happen. An appropriate and, time. Yes, exactly. It. So luckily, I was able to do it at a, at a right manner and in a respectful way. And Bobbin was like, he, he like fanned out too. He's like, what, you have them? Can you, like, do you have them here? And I was like, yeah, they're like over there in my book bag. All right, guys, welcome to the Nuggie Cast, the number one podcast in the world. Hmm. Before anyone starts wondering what happened to Adan, I fired his ass due, to, uh, due to insubordination. But uh, I'm just kidding. He's okay. He just got the seasonal flu. He's got the uh, Adonimus virus is what I call it. Um, so let's wish him well. Thoughts and prayers for Adan. He'll probably be back on the next one. Uh, he wasn't even going to talk much anyways, but... <laughs> shout out to Dan. <laughs> On his first appearance, we called him El Mudo. Porque... I never met you, but shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> we called him El Mudo porque I feel like he was just so nervous that he just couldn't speak, but hey. it's all right. I got Oz with me today, and uh, I got a special guest that I've been wanting to get on for a while since I don't know when I wanted to do podcasting. Um, so I had to hear that you're a Cicero native, so I'm just going to scratch that after what you told me that you're Chicago <laughs> nah, native. No, but we could do Cicero native. That's all <laughs> Represent Cicero. Now resides in Miami. He's taking photographs of many artists from various genres, from the likes of hip-hop icons like Lil Durk, Lil Baby, to reggaeton legends like J Balvin, and producer mogul Tiny, and is a goalie para el equipo nacional de Mexico, Guillermo Choa. <laughs> nah, my homie Guillermo, bro. Wait, what's the your last intro, name? Arroyo. Arroyo. There you go. I should have got hey, that. That's a dope intro. That's a dope <laughs> intro. <laughs> Research day and night. Yeah, hey, I was hey, like, bro, you don't got a Wikipedia page. So I was like, that's all I got. <laughs> hey, that, that's been? all that counts. I'm good, bro. Thank you guys for having me, first and foremost. Yeah. Um, it's been a minute since it's like nostalgic feeling. I know it sounds like some people may sound cliche, but after not being here for once, you're really out of where you were like spent most of your time. Once you're back, it definitely hits different because then you start seeing like people that you haven't seen in a minute, places you haven't visited, like local restaurants and bars. And it just, you realize that home is really home for you. And then this is like, this is home for me. You know, I'm not from Berwyn. I was basically raised in Cicero, but I was always in Berwyn and Cicero, but it's good to see you. It's been a minute. We used to, we used to work in the same restaurant. Yeah. It's been a long time, actually. Since these rooftop, bro. I was just yeah. about to say, like, I've known you since that. But my next question was going to get, like, I'm going to ask you, like, some deeper-ass questions. But it. I was Let's like, for me, like, in my eyes, I feel like you've made it. Like, you're doing, like, the shit you like to do. And that's why, like, you're out in Miami. So, like, I, I get what you're saying when you come out here. And it's, like, a whole different vibe, bro. Because you just haven't been here for so yeah. long. But you've you've made it, bro. You got out the, like, we're trying to get out of here, bro. That's us, too. We're trying to get out of the <laughs> you slums. made it out. No, bro. Relocate and, the podcast somewhere else. And I think, and, and thank you for that. Personally, um... I feel like I had a lot of goals back. You know, we all, I think we all have goals, right? And they all change constantly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once you reach that one goal, you're closer to that one thing that you wanted to have, whether it's a car, whether it's going to a certain, like, college or working at a certain place. Once you're there, you realize that you then want more. And over time, I've realized that every time that happens to me, I want more and more and more, which is a good thing because then you grow yourself as a person as well, which is, I think we all want to do. But it also gets to a point where you realize that, 
do you really want more or are you satisfied or you're just doing it because you want to fulfill and fill in with the rest right because how you say it, it's like i live in miami but honestly like i always said i would never live in miami <laughs> and it's like i'm only there because of work and if it wasn't for me i would still live here like a thousand percent like there's nothing like chicago to me like it really there isn't and i think that you know to people they say you've made it and, and i appreciate that coming from them and from you but personally i think that there's still a long way for where i want to get to and i'm nowhere near it but i think you know i've shown myself that there's a lot of shit that you could do mm-hmm. and you know i've been able to with what i've done you know my close friends influenced them to make them realize that it's not a about being around famous people, right? It's about just doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that once you start doing those things on like consciously, you start realizing that it's just like nothing everything's possible. Like really, like as little as fucking obtaining the next Jordans that come out next month. Like <laughs> to people that's that's a goal for them and that's all like good. To some of us is hey, I wanna have a house, I wanna have a new car, I wanna move to another state, to another city, and that's perfectly fine. We all have different goals. But it's like you also gotta realize that you got to like obtain and put yourself for those goals because you really want it or not because you want to please everybody else. Cause right. at the end of the day, it's just you. And then it's like, if you're not happy where you're at, then why do it? Right. Like that's just the way I see it, but yeah. kind of little rundown. That's <laughs> and, good, bro. and like, you're very humble about it because I know when you, when I say that you've made it in your eyes, you're like, bro, but there's just, there's more, but like, I'm sure you're very appreciative of like the steps and the journey that you've been there. And so just to give people context, and I told you already, um, so I met this guy, I think it was like 2017 or 2016. I didn't get an internship, so I ended up getting like a part-time job as a busser at Cindy's Rooftop. Um, and that's when I met you. Yeah. Uh, we were bus boys, and I think your brother was the server. Server, just I had to nurse server, I think, at the time. He was yeah. Just, yeah. So that's all I know. I don't know what your start. I don't want to ask the generic yeah. like Italian barbershop. So how'd you get your start, bro? <laughs> where, where did you fucking start? But uh, I don't know if you were doing your hobbies before uh, yeah. Cindy's after. So like, what was that like? What? Yeah. So long story short, I mean, I've my first job ever was Chipotle, and I worked there like four months. It was actually the one in Cicero, Cicero Avenue and Cermak that brand like it had just opened. Um, I was still in high school, and I low-key applied. My parents didn't want me to work. And I wasn't spoiled, but they just they didn't want to see me work that young. But I was like, yo, like, I want to work already. And I was already, that's, I mean, I was already doing photography, but obviously not at that level. I was, like, still learning. And, you know, I don't think I even had a camera at the time. But, so I worked in restaurants for a good amount of years. I'd say, like, four or five years, a couple of different restaurants. Um, but in that time frame, I was also doing photography as a, as a side, right, as a, as a hobby. Um, and just doing different gigs, knocking on different doors. And it was, I started doing this when I was in high school. Um, I went to Morton East. And then the reason I think why I started, I mean, I used to produce. I produced for like two years. Which I was I was shitty like as fuck real. at it. Like, yeah, I used to produce music with, with Woody, my brother. Uh, his older brother, his brother was a rapper. Rapper. So. For two years? That's, yeah. yeah. That's a long time, bro. So it's like I learned, I was producing on Machine, which is like a program. That's decent. And I liked it. Like, I would literally come from school, lock in. As soon as I got out of school, just got home, did homework obviously ate and shit and then the whole night just locked into my basement it was something like this and i would just produce like i would sample i would produce so I, I loved it um and i always knew that i liked music i mean it runs in the family i used to be a dj back in mexico and my brother used what? to be a rapper my older brother used to be have a whole rock band in high school so it was like what the fuck i, I think didn't it, know this it, it, <laughs> a bunch of creative geniuses bro yeah, bro. yeah it, it runs i think not <coughs> my bad i think now it's like Oh, damn, I can say, <laughs> nah, I think I, I can say it kind of runs in the family. 
um and i knew i wanted to do something to music i knew i know i didn't know how to play any instruments so i was all right whether i learn or not i don't know if this is what i want to do but i want to do something that has to do with music mm-hmm. and i mean i think i like to say that i've always been creative like i've always been like the the odd person in the group that just thinking differently and not that oh like i'm i'm one of a kind but i always think like shit differently where everybody looked at me like why that but i was just that guy like i was just like why not do this instead yeah, i like why everybody go left why don't we just go right and try this new shit so that was just me yeah. and i was anti-social like i was low-key in school i was quiet um but then i was like all right it's about to be my senior year i'm not doing any programs i'm not in no sports i tried out for volleyball and i almost made the b team but i didn't make it but i was like all right everybody's doing something and i'm gonna leave here and i'm gonna have nothing to take from it and there was already some guys that went to more west that were taking pictures of like the sports teams and one of my guys was already working for school but he didn't go to school he was like an outsider videographer and you know i started hanging out with him more and he was like yo like try this camera out. like see maybe we like so i always took pictures on my phone like mm-hmm put the timer took pictures of my sneakers and I thought I was a photographer Damn. and then I was like, all right I, I mean we all like taking pictures I like to say we all have yeah. phones and everybody takes a picture and any pictures of a picture like to me that's what photography is a picture is a picture no matter if it's good or bad that's a picture and I think from there on on they kind of like recruited me to like this this like little group that was taking pictures for the sports teams at school okay so it was like Friday night football going to the soccer games with the guys going to the volleyball uh, tournaments with the girls like all these things like the basketball game so I was like alright I kind of like this like this adrenaline like and I didn't have a camera still the school was investing in, in, in like this group of people so I would use their cameras I didn't have enough to fucking buy a camera still yeah the DSLRs are like a thousand bro bucks yes or and I was like alright I don't think I can make three grand while I'm in school yet like <laughs> I don't know so time went on obviously I kept doing the thing and then senior year came so I was like alright I'm gonna graduate what the fuck am I gonna do after this so then I was like, all right, I got to find out what I want to do with this. Like, I like photography, but where do I want to take this? And one of my good friends, which he's now like one of the fucking biggest photographers in the world, his name is Henry Hu. He's from Toronto. Oh, shit. Uh, you know, he's from Vancouver, but he obviously he, he travels a lot. And that was like one of the first people I've met in like in the photography industry. And he was already doing shows for like Drake and Kendrick and Logic. And like, I was like, all right, that seems cool. And I don't want to copy you, but I want to do something in that world. Yeah. So he kind of like inspired me to kind of start tapping into doors. And that's sure enough, that's what I started doing here. So I started doing like local shows for artists like that I didn't even know. But I knew that I couldn't just keep doing that like the whole time. Like I had to shoot an A-list artist to at least get some recognition. And if not, to at least help me get into another opportunity. That's just, unfortunately, that's how it works. Yeah. So I remember I reached out to this artist that I used to like listen to a lot. His name was Whit Laurie. And I mean, he's pretty big now, but they neglected me. And a week later, I was able to shoot this show for Chance the Rapper downtown. And I was like, all right. They neglected me from this show, but I got to do this show. So Chance the Rapper was like the first, first show I ever did, um, which was downtown. And then from there on, on, like, plenty of doors opened for me due to that show. And I was almost not going to shoot that show because they didn't let me in. But Damn. we made it happen. I wasn't even using my camera, I think, at the time. A rental from Morton again. Someone <laughs> let me, yeah, someone let me, it might have been the schools. I don't know. But and I was still learning how to do pictures. I had I've never really shot shows. I would do like sports and like just street stuff. But I was like, this is my first first show. So from there on on is that I realized that this is what I wanted to do. I don't know still in what way, but I was like, all right, music, photography, 
That's where I'm gonna take this. Bro, it sounded like fate aligned right there. That's what I'm saying. You, you almost don't get in. You get denied from a show before. It's like, oh shit, it's pushing you down within the first week, and bam, you're at chance to wrap your show shooting. I'm pretty sure you were nervous too. Oh, bro, I was hella nervous. Yeah, I mean, hella like, nervous. I, I, I would be nervous. Like listening to it right now, like the startup sounds like a movie, bro. I swear to God, Dude, like that's what I'm not saying. like not even a cl- like a cliche. That's like what we're interviewing that, right that's now. That's a good ass <laughs> movie, bro. Like. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're getting your start doing this. You ask yourself. You sound like you've been a creative hustler, basically. Yeah. Like you said, doing going different ways. Like, it reminds me of, I don't want to say, well, it reminds me of stuff I used to do, but yeah. I didn't fully commit. Like, like I used to sell stuff, like on OfferUp, like stuff like that, uh, Facebook market, thinking I'm like, all right, bro, I got to make money. I got to make money. We're going to start here. Maybe I go into business. And I'll do this And then I'll do that for a while And then I'll, I'll open up a YouTube And I'm like Let me get big on YouTube Viral videos Funny shit Go ahead Throw it out there But <clears throat> Listening to you do it Like it sounds like Like you had a lot of stuff going And you've had time put in Like you said You were producing for two years yeah. Like you I mean When people say like Oh I was doing this But only for two years Two years is two years Yeah And that's some you put a lot of stuff into it, bro. Like, no, I did, and I, and I, and and I think to to what you said, like we often don't really commit to it, and that's a scarier part to anything, right? It has to be like with whatever I do, just literally anything. Like I think people nowadays more than ever are afraid to commit, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things that hold back a lot of people from doing shit. And one thing I've always told people, and even before, I, like I've been at the position I'm at today, thankfully, but I've always told people, like, bro, just do it, like literally, just do it. What's the worst that can happen? You don't make it. And what your your conscience is making you think that your friends might make fun of you or they'll be like, oh, you didn't make it, huh? Like, at the end of the day, bro, that that's for you. Like, you're not if if you want to be the fucking manager of Foot Locker tomorrow, you're gonna be the manager. Your friends are not gonna be a manager with you. Like, you can't bring everybody exactly. So it's like it's you and only you, and that's why people are like, bro, just do it. Like, if you want to take a vacation to Italy next week, save up, make it happen. You do it. Like, and if it doesn't happen, all right, fuck it, you make it up next year. Like, it's just. That's what life is about. And that's how I tell people, like, you just gotta, like, it's the trying. It's the, the process is the, the, the biggest and the best part. Whether you make it or not, fuck it. But that process, the hustling, the damn, that excitement gets you more than, like, once you sell it, it's like, all right. Again. It's to what I said at the beginning. You want more and more all the yeah. time. But it's that process that, that whether it's, it's, most of the time it's a bad process, right? Because it's, you're dealing, you don't have enough money, you don't know how to do it, you don't know where to go, you don't know who to hit up. But that that time of you struggling, I guarantee you, is like the best part. Because once you make it happen, it's all right. This is it. It's like you know, like I just that's yeah. how I see it. But yeah, because this this podcast is now the third iteration. I think it's just been it's been tough trying to get something going on and keep bringing you down. I don't know shit. I don't know. I I had it on SoundCloud because I'm like, oh, SoundCloud's free, <laughs> so let me just put the podcast mm-hmm. for free because I didn't know how to put it on Spotify yet. And I just fucking googled it and. Then, Took some time go. off, and I'm like, oh, okay, that, that's easy. And now I just like, now I got to invest because now it's this is expensive. Like, I, my 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 full time job, my like, obviously, you know, like I went to school and got my degree, and I have my engineering job, so that that's paying for this. But afterwards, I'm like, all right, we gotta like, we gotta do this every like weekend to like yep. be consistent. Right now, we'll probably get like ten views. Right now, you know, maybe fifty people are gonna watch this. Tell, tell them, maybe man, your bro. audience will bring us up. I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, but it's the process too, bro. Like, yeah. like. We did a Halloween special, oh, wow. and like, I think that that's the first special we did where everything was decorated. Uh, yeah, we thought we of props. Out. We came in costumes. Basically, we set stuff up, and I think the process is what like I loved. When it came out, it came out right, but I was more excited 
during it. Like yeah, we're like, oh, let's like, oh, what are we gonna wear? What are we gonna What are we gonna set up? Let's do this. And then like you snap with a TikTok uh, that you made. Like the whole process getting up to the <laughs> point where it released. At that point, I don't even care what released. I enjoyed everything we did, and that shit was and fun. I think that's what you're saying, bro. You yeah. gotta enjoy the process. Like I think about like Gary Vee and all those like you know really big social media influencers. Um, that were like, you gotta enjoy the process. Like you're gonna you're gonna struggle a lot, obviously, but if you're going through something like and you don't love it, then why why are you gonna do it? Why are you fucking doing? Yeah, something? like literally. Yeah, there's like somebody else. I saw this earlier during the week too, where. Like somebody can get a really good over a hundred thousand dollar blue collar job, but they 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 take pride in like a hundred and you know how many basically like eighty hours a week basically. Yeah. And they're like, okay, now you got to sleep. Let's say a minimum of five six. You have, I think it was somewhere around like forty fifty hours a week to yourself, and you're gonna work that job for the next thirty plus years, until you retire. And like, are you willing to commit to that fifty plus? Is that enough? Like for you to enjoy your life? Like, are you fulfilled doing that? You have your house, you have your, you have everything there, but are you fulfilled? And I think that's, like, for me now, because I, I, I work a blue-collar job, and I see it, I, I work those hours, and I'm like, I'm, I don't want to regret, I don't want to regret the next, like, you know, 15 years and be like, oh, damn, I, I shouldn't have done that. Why didn't I just go yeah. do this? Yeah, and that's why I wanted to get into this next segment with your job, so... Is this confidential information, but are you working for Neon 16 yes. record label? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's confidential. <laughs> oh, for real? Oh. No, no, it's oh. not. Oh, imagine. Just pull the cover, bro. Fire my ass. No, no, no. Cancel me. No, no, you're good. <laughs> so what's that like? And like, what, I guess maybe walk us through a day in your life. What's it like? What's it, what's the typical day for you? Yeah, so um, long story short to break it down for the people that don't know. So Neon, I work for a record label full time. Um, which is, um, the C- there's two CEOs, which is Lex Borrero, which is one of my bosses, and the other boss is, um, as some of them, or a lot of you may know him as well, Tiny, which is like the top Latin producer, um, which makes plenty of records for Bunny, Balvin, Rao, a lot of the early stuff that we see on there, like, you name it. He's done it all with, with a lot of artists. Um, he's been in it for a long time, so I work, I work for them, right? I'm his full-time in-house photographer and for Tiny on the record label. And I mean, a day, a day in there and what I do, it's, they de- it depends, right? Like, um, like I tell people, there isn't really like a, a schedule in this industry or what I do. Um, most of the time there is, but it's just depending on what project we have going on at the time. So, you know, this past two weeks or week and a half, um, the Latin Grammys happened. So we were down in Latin Grammys. There was a few events we had down there. And then we had to, you know, Tiny was nominated, so he was obviously going to be there with a few other um, artists that are also on the label. So it was just documenting that. Um, and then after that, I flew back to Miami, where I live now, and then had to go the next day again to Puerto Rico because we were shooting a video in I Puerto Rico. That. So there's days where, you know, I'm based and I'm doing a lot in Miami, but there's days where we're also traveling because we have to do a video shoot somewhere else or photo shoot here or meeting here. And then, you know, just going and documenting that and, and, and you know, taking pictures of what's going on there. You know, and then some days it also consists of, hey, we have a video shoot in Miami. So it's like, oh, we have a photo shoot. Hey, I need to plan out, you know, this artist needs a new press picture. So we kind of need to figure out what he wants. And if he doesn't, then Sarah, right, how can I help him also in the creative spectrum to kind of like see and meet his his standard, or his, his expectation, I should say, to what he wants, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, maybe he wants to do in a red studio. So, all right, let's go figure out if we can get a red studio and how much it's going to cost. And, 
then go talk to the label and how much budget do we have and figure all that around yeah. there hey we need to make a visualizer for the next song for this artist okay so what do you want going to the studio and being in the studio with these, with these artists and also you know brain picking their brain out see what, what what are they feeling at the time and, and any ideas like that so it's you know it's a little bit of on hands but also a lot of I like to say the the, the back end to stuff that people editing. don't see like the creative stuff and obviously the editing as well which is the post stuff you know the editing the pictures and editing the, the videos does that shit take long because I feel like from my point of view of editing like that shit is gruesome I can't it yep. almost makes me want to quit this kind of like creative outlet. Exactly. And, and I always tell people, right, like until you're doing or you've done a little bit of, of what this is like, people will never understand the work and the time it takes to really do this, right? Now, don't get me wrong. You can do it super quick and that's that's your outcome. That's what you're going to get. Half but fast. I always said I've never and I'm never going to half-ass my job. I'd rather take 10 hours and make it right than to take five hours and half-ass it just because it needs to be out. And if we can hold back and if we can give it time, then I'd rather do that than to just half-ass it and not give people because at the end of the day yes it's so-and-so artist's content but the person that's making it is me right mm-hmm. so at the end of the day it's like okay it's him and it may look good because it's this artist but at the end of the day it's also well who made that because then it falls back on me right just so like you said like if you don't do it the right way i guess then it's like people are not gonna want to come to your podcast and be like oh he's half-assing it he's not taking it serious or he doesn't want to take it serious or he doesn't put effort he doesn't have a decent setup or he you know they don't feel that so it's like un- unless you put in that work just like the people you're coming in they're coming in and doing the work as well yeah it's like it's a you know that's that's how i see it so it does take it. time though i've actually i've produced and shot a podcast for um my boss the ceo with a few people because he started a podcast um a little over a year ago and it takes time you know i'm there shooting it we have a few cameras rolling we have the mics rolling and it's a post and you know, these conversations aren't five-minute conversations. So it's like you got to cut and you got to put back and see what's right. The butts, the it's, the uh, all that stuff that you need to figure out, right? That, like... I had no idea. You start... And they see, but no, but you start learning. And I didn't, bro. There was a video shoot once where... It was one of our artists, Chris Floyd, and Future and Arcangel. And literally the day before, they're like, yeah, you're doing the pictures on set and you're this, this, and that. But you also have like 30 minutes and we're doing like an interview slash podcast on the on set on the spot and i was like where i started freaking out, i was like i've never shot or produced a podcast i have 30 minutes on set like how do i do this like <laughs> bro, what? better get that shit done boy yeah. Yeah. and it's like it's not just any artist right it's yeah. just like yeah it's, it's chris Floyd and like yeah it's like bro it's talking about Some you know big right big artist so i was like damn so i was nervous and obviously i learned from that and as i've done it more i've learned more and and you know you just got to do it sometimes and then you learn you know? damn bro that's a lot of pressure yeah Jesus, bro. i would be crunch time but i mean like you got it bro like yeah. the, you have the you have the mentality for it, if yeah, anybody that's what got they, it. You. They, they saw something in you besides like your creative outlet is probably the yeah. attitude i feel like is the most yeah. important part. and i think i think to to that to kind of sum this i also always tell people this like some people come and be like oh you're, you're such a nice person now, I like to say I'm nice. I know a lot of people are nice, but... Like I'm mean as fuck. No, but, 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 but to, to this, it's like, I feel there's two things. You can be really good at your job, at do something, and whatever it is that you do, but have a shitty attitude and be a shitty person, and that's not going to get you far. But you can be a very nice person, and maybe not be the best at what you do, but at least you put that effort in, and that'll get you further than the other person that has a shitty attitude. And I've seen it happen multiple times. Damn. Like, I've seen it witnessing and then you just it's like bro it's 
it's the effort that counts. It's you, do you willing? It's the willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what has gotten a lot of people to where they're at. Just, I mean, you, you guys are nice people. I've, I mean, <laughs> I've met you. Since, I mean, I obviously know you more than you, but yeah. it's like, I mean, I'm sure you can kind of relate to it too. Like, the what you've gotten job, you guys have gotten jobs for a reason, right? Obviously, you guys are good at it, but also other factors play in that role. It's yeah, not just are being you a team good player? Yeah, are you willing exactly. to like put in that work and and Sacrifice. And sacrifice, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because I, uh, I know these guys take a, an hour of my time, but like these, these are my boys, too. They, they exactly. come through. Except for Don, he's sick. But that's, <laughs> he didn't want to hey, get you sick, though. Right, so no, he's, it's uh, all good. He was looking out for us. No, so I, I like, appreciate you. Shout out to you. Shout out to the boy at Don. Yeah, bro, <laughs> he comes on, he first team dribble <laughs> gets sick, bro. Rest in power. Um, <laughs> so I want to ask, so maybe this might be also confidential, but who has been your the best like maybe not the best your favorite artist to work with or like collaborate with or is there anybody that you've just generally been able to bounce easily with and and probably like excel each other like you made them better and it also made you better it, like it pushed you to be something better it was like a mutual um gain from the work that's a good question um take your time bro we could do pauses too by the way no no yeah. you're good um there's been there's been obviously i've been able to work with the decent amount of people which i'm blessed for um but you know i say as a very recent touch back on where i'm at now um not even like obviously he, he was a producer before he was an artist and obviously he's he's became a global artist i would say um but definitely tiny um it's crazy because i mean i think we've all we're since we were younger we're listening to the music he was making with you know we seen Yandel and, and whatnot that you wouldn't that you really didn't know who this guy was right you would always hear tiny in the songs and like oh yeah tiny you would just say it but now it's like you know 15 20 years later that you're like damn you're with the one guy that also kind of started a lot of this reggaeton genre and he's still doing it he's still making the hits like he now he's with the new generation you have bunny and the Raul alejandros and like the balvins and all that and he's still making the hits and i think He's one of the few um, people that I think, regardless of his success, how humble he is and the kind of person he is, shows to you that you don't have to have all the success to still be that kind of a person. And to him, since the time, since the day I met him, he made me feel welcome. Um, and like I said, regardless of all his the success he has, he's someone that is willing to sit down and shake hands with you and play Xbox. For real? And That's sick. And it's like to have that and make you feel like you're just to have that respect from someone that's been and worked with a lot of artists that we listen to nowadays just makes you realize that, you know, like it's it's not really about the success. And to him, it's it's I mean, I've learned in the in the year and a half that I've been working with him and been around him that he's one of the coolest people I've met in the industry. And he's just super humble. Like he's he'll be straight up with you, whether he likes it or not. And I think the connection in the past year has grown a lot between us two, and been able to do like things that made me feel out of my comfort zone in a good way with him. Mm-hmm. That had made me grow as 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 an individual in, in my career, but also I think I've also done things for him that's made him a little bit out of his comfort zone. That also made him grow a little bit. Yeah. Um, Cause he's very, he's not the type to really sit in front of a camera and talk, but he's willing to do it. And it's just, he's just, you know, he's a chill guy. He's, he's very kept to himself and which is cool. 
and he's just always making music. He's in his room, he's in his dungeon, and he's just producing, he's making heat, and it's just him in his studio, and it's cool to see it, because you learn from that, right? Just to know and to talk to him about all these stories, like, hey, like, how was it doing this or this or that? And even nowadays, he's working on his album and been able to be in all these studio sessions with him and all the artists that are going to be on his album. It's just like, it's crazy to see that. Who would have thought 10-year-old me would be with the same guy that I was listening to, yeah. you know, at a family party. And now I'm with the same guy in the studio, which is cool. And and also, you know, like my CEO, uh, the CEO, I mean, not my CEO, but the CEO of the record label who I work with, uh, Lex, like, also learned a lot from him you know he's he's super cool guy and he's been through a lot and i think we just connect a lot too so um as of recently them too i mean it's been plenty of other people but recently it's been it's been him right it's been tiny and it's been cool to learn from from him from like the old school stuff too your story definitely goes opposite of what people say like some people are afraid to like meet their idols because sometimes yeah. they might not be what you expect them to be so in this case i feel like this idol has been actually a really good influence on you if anything like positive and it's yeah. been it's been good, and I, I I'm afraid to meet some idols. Cause I'm like, man, what if like if I meet Bad Bunny? What if he's a douchebag? Like, <laughs> man, bro. If I, might, if I meet Fade, and he's like, who the fuck are you, bro? Like, no, bro. You, yeah. you come up to Fade as a fan, and he's like, bro, can you give me some water, bro? <laughs> I'm like, haciendo de todo. He's like, nah, bro, stop. Yeah, <laughs> no. and I, and I know you meet a lot of people, bro. Like, for you, I know like you have a really high pressure job. There's a lot going. There's a lot of pressure on you when you go and do it, but like. Where's the balance in between? Like, I'm sure, I don't know, maybe you don't, but I know you have to get excited. Like, if, if I if I found a job and they say, okay, bro, today you're going to go with Bad Bunny, and it's like, oh, shit. But, like, you get that pressure, too. So, I know it's like, where's the balance in there between the pressure of you got to do a good job and then somebody that you idolize or, like, you're really into? Um, That's a very good question. And, and I've gotten this question asked before. You actually explained <laughs> it very well. But, um, I don't know, I think just I've, like i said i've always been like a, a captive person and i'm someone that i like people to respect my time and my surroundings that i also want to give that to other people like if i'm out with friends and i'm having a good time and just random person just tries to come and interrupt the good time we're having I'm not gonna allow that because the one time we're hanging out and i take my time serious just like i take other people's time serious so i think from that and just you know learning how i was raised and stuff also respecting those people's time because at the end of the day like they're also just humans, right? With no disrespect to any of them, but we're all humans. And I think, obviously, they're a celebrity or they're, you know, they're a bunny. And it's like, oh, my God, the biggest artist in the world. But it's also, at the end of the day, they also live a life. Like, they eat, they drink water, and they go to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, I, I I learned, I guess, from that. Now, don't get me wrong, there's been times where I'm like, damn, I'm really going to be with this person? Damn, like, I remember listening to that song 20 times, and now I'm with, with this person. But, you know, like, it's just keeping myself and like all right keeping my chill cool because i know there's i've seen it where there's people that just fan out and don't get me wrong right there's a time and place for everything but i've seen it happen and in this industry that's just not how it works like you can't just there's certain people you could fan not i don't know i don't want to say certain people but there's like a right way to do it um for example the first one of the first projects that i did and kind of places where I went when I when I moved to Miami with this record label with Neon 16 was I had to go to New York Tiny and Yandel had just released the collab album Dynasty so they were doing like a little press run and just a bunch of different things in New York for a few days so they're like oh you're getting flown out to New York and there's this there's that and in one of those days 
they were going to have like an interview where it's Tiny, Yandel, Balvin, AJ, which is the head of YouTube now, Latin. Um, so it was like, um, you know, different people in this, this, this interview outside with the skyline. And I was like, all right, at that time, obviously like things started opening up. So you're able to travel more. It was right after like COVID started kind of being less crazy. Right. And I had, I had, I didn't have his shoes, but I was gifted his shoes, his Balvin, his first pair, the, the ones. And at the time I only had one pair. Now I have two, the ones I use. And then, but at the time, the one pair I was gifted, like he helped me get through a lot during quarantine that I was like, all right, I know Bobbin's going to be there and I'm taking my shoes and I'm going to try to see if he can sign them for me. So I was like, at the time I was like, fuck, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to try to see if there's a way I can make it happen. An appropriate and, time. Yes, exactly. In. So luckily I was able to do it at a, at a right manner and in a respectful way. And Bobbin was like, he, he like fanned out too. He's like, well, you have them? Like, can you, like, do you have them here? And I was like, yeah, they're like over there in my book bag. And he's like, bro, bring them over. So I was able to, you know, he was able to sign them. And that was like, at the time, like a goal for me, like, yo, if I can get him to sign these shoes, like they'll just mean 10 times more than me. Cause I know, you know, like it comes from him directly, yeah. right? He signed them. So I had to do it in the right manner. You know, I asked the right people like, Hey, look, before I approach him, like this and this and that. And you know, they allowed me to, and I did it the right way. And it was just, you know, in a, in a chill way, like, you know, you don't mind, like, I respect Dang. you, and that happened. So it's like, there's been times where I try to do things, you know, and uh, to try to respect them and make them feel, you know, like like people at the end of the day. Cause yeah. Some people don't like to feel, they already have the pressure of being an artist, and everywhere they go, they're going to get yeah. pictures and photos and asking this, and they also want to, like, have a time for, like, where that's not happening. They, they want to stop putting up that front, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's like, a lot of pressure. So it, it is pressure, and it's, Tired. you know, you realize that you can't really live a normal life after that. Because everywhere you go, or at least for the most part, you're gonna get eyes are watching you. Are watching you. Yeah. People want to come up to you, which is fine. That's part of that's part of this. That's part of, of, of being an artist. There's that TikTok of Bad Bunny being like shoved into a car, but before he gets shoved into, he kisses this girl that jumps over the car, and then they like they kiss. Yeah, man. I just saw that actually. And I like, was like, bro, that sucks, bro. The man can't even breathe. Like I could never, bro. I'd be like claustrophobic. I'm like, bro, just give me in this car. I'm out of here, bro. <laughs> scared, bro. When I went to Vegas. Uh, I went for the Canelo and Triple G three. Okay. And um, like after the after the match, everybody's outside. I had like a really far hotel, and I was we were gonna have to walk it back. And the walk there was enjoyable. And you know we got we were me and my dad were drinking, and we were drinking during the fight. And then once you're out, bro, I was gone. I was tired, <laughs> and so I was like standing next to a line full of everybody getting a taxi and Ubers. And all of a sudden, bro, I'm chilling literally right there on the MGM Grand. And, like, I'm in a, I picked a spot that not a lot of people were around because I was getting sick of them. Yeah. And all of a sudden, bro, I see security and police walk by. And, right, like, I see them walk, but there's a space. And then there's Julio Cesar, Julio Cesar Chavez and his family are walking right there. I was so tired. All I did was, like, like, I, I, like I said, what's up? How you doing? Like, I went like that. And I said like this. And no, you did he, not. For yeah, real? yeah, for real. And then he, they, they all looked at the whole family, him and his wife. And I, I think a daughter. I could be wrong. Um, they they were just like like that like casual you know and they smiled and I didn't realize who it was until they passed and then I had I had like a double take I'm like I was Julio Cesar Chavez <laughs> you just like casually saying I like yeah bro but I'm like that moment felt more pure bro than when you're at the concert and you're waving high and like you know when people like wave high or like they trying to get recognition and it's like yeah it's cool when you're at the concert in the moment but like I think that moment was more pure and I think he appreciated it more because after he walked by. The few people that were right by us, they were like, 
Julio, Julio. Like they, they, they started following and that's when security got closer and they brought him inside the hotel. And I'm like, damn, bro. Like that moment just saying hi. And I, my dad was walking right right from the side. Like he took a piss and he was like, I'm like, I just saw Julio Cesar Chavez. And he was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> and I was like, swear to God. And he was like, man, like, what'd you do? I'm like, I didn't ask for an autograph. I didn't ask for nothing. I told him I didn't even realize it was him until like I told him I said hi to him. Like, nah, they, they said hi back. And they walked just they were kept walking and then I didn't realize until they were already already inside and he was like, Damn He's like, I should have asked for a picture. I'm like, I guess that's the difference, you know, maybe they wouldn't have said hello. Yeah, if, exactly. if we were like, Oh, let's get a picture and it's like we don't got time for that. Then they gotta take pictures with all these people that exactly. noticed them. Yeah, you're more chill about it. Yeah, and that, that moment felt pure, so it's almost as pure as when you got the Tercer Alimento uh, uh, pick oh, at man, the bro, <laughs> I went through a phase, bro. Tercer Alimento, <laughs> yeah. I was listening to that band. They were my favorite, bro. And then I remember I went to uh, Los Dos Festival, and I was drunk. But <laughs> oh, we I, said Carla, bro. We oh, said Carla. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally gave all the girls in that group, I gave them like a hat. I gave them like, all right, here, you take my jersey. And then I'm like, you go to the front. You have the best chances of getting a sign. And so they were all up there. And I remember I just came back from L.A. I just bought that jersey. And... Uh, they were like, do you want me to throw it? I was so drunk, and I was like, oh, do it. I just bought that jersey, bro. It cost me like 80 bucks. I'm like, Fuck throw it. it, throw it. And I was like, sad. I had to throw it. People, I could tell the people behind me were laughing. They were they were like, this guy's fucked up. And they threw my jersey, bro. And I remember he didn't even come, it didn't even come close to him. The security got it, and luckily he gave it back to Carla. But... <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, fuck. And at the end, they were leaving the stage, and I was like, oh, cool, I got to see them, whatever. They started throwing picks. And our other friend, uh, Diego, I don't know if you know. Oh, I don't think he's met Diego. No, he hasn't met Diego. Well, one of my other friends caught caught a, caught a pick. Me, without hesitation, bro, I can't believe you caught that for me. I was drunk. So, <laughs> I, 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 I look back now, and I'm like, that's fucked up, you know? Like, he caught it. It's, it's his. But he was just like, he was a really good friend. He was like, hold up, man, let me just take a picture. And he took a picture, and he gave it to me. And I'm like, damn, bro. True boy. But I was, yeah, he's a true boy for real. But I, that day, I felt like I was that annoying ass fan, you know? <laughs> like, I, I know he recognized me because I put on my jersey and my hat at the same time. And he was like, shout out Dodgers. And it felt awkward because we were in Wisconsin. He's <laughs> like, like, bro, I'm doing a show. Why the fuck? Yeah, why the fuck am I going <laughs> to shout out the Dodgers? But, yeah, like, no. that that experience where I saw Julio Cesar Chavez was better than when I was there in the moment drunk yelling out oh recognize me you know yeah, yeah. like For that's sure. the best yeah man that's i know what it's like to be an annoying ass fan and like obviously like i'm a huge fan of fade but like recently i feel like he started blowing up and i get pissed off because everyone's like listening and i'm like where the fuck were you guys like <laughs> going to this concert in the blue house when he did his first uh u.s tour i was US like tour. hell excited obviously i didn't fucking get it so i got a resold ticket um and my ass goes four hours in advance to go to this concert, I'm like, um, you know, I get there, okay, there's like 12 people, I, I might be able to get to the front, no problem, I get there, and then the, the people are like, alright, fast pass, new line over here, and 30 people just fucking cut in front of me, I'm like, oh my god, bro, my chance of being in the front, I like, be little, so who, who'd you get to the front, you got your homie to go to this, I was like, bro, I'm like, jealous as fuck, cause yeah, I was like, one of my guys, if I would've known, I would've helped you, um, but yeah, I, I actually wanted to, would've liked to experience him at, at the house blues because actually the house blues was the first show i ever went to the first concert i was like 16 um for who for logic back in the day and we were really close with logic i mean we grew up listening to him I saw so he was that, able to yeah. like we were on stage that day like i was 16 i had just graduated like middle school and i remember that summer it's like yo we're gonna meet logic and he was up we're on stage with him we're in the green room the whole day with him so i was like my first ever concert so house of blues like Special. is by far one of the like best venues like 
and I've been to a lot. Obviously, there's arenas, which is cool, but like venues at that at that level just bring back a lot of memories. Like, just the first concert was mm-hmm. there, so when I saw he was gonna be there, I was like, damn, I wish I could have been there. Um, but yeah, he's 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 super fire. Yeah, bro, it was fucking I euphoric feeling. I had to buy these sunglasses because one of them they were selling them at the at the at the venue. Venue. And some girl it was her birthday or whatever, and like he's like, I see you with the sign. And he like throws her a pair. Damn. Um, but uh, I remember when we were doing the Halloween special, we had these inflatable costumes, and like I kept tagging him on TikTok, I was like fade, 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 fade. And so the day of the concert, he comes in an inflatable, an inflatable costume. Inflatable. I'm like, bro, stole my idea. He probably didn't, but <laughs> yeah, we were like, oh, talk shit, bro. We were talking shit. I'm like, fade, you took our idea, bro. Just give us some fucking, uh, give us um uh, recognition, some recognition. But, that shit was lit, bro. And it was Halloween, too, because it was, yeah, like, Halloween. right before it. So it felt really special to me. And I think he's going to be at Urbana uh, Vibra Latino or Urbana Vibra. Vibra Urbana, yeah. Are you going to go to that? Maybe. Because we're going. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, maybe. Yeah, we'll then I'm going to see you guys there. Either, bro. Yeah. If you still got the fade back to stage, like, <laughs> photography. I'll pretend. I'll bring this camera, bro. Bring my, uh, I'll bring <laughs> this, uh... <laughs> Oh, that's this, a film. It's a film camera. I'll oh, just be shit. like, yeah, bro, I'm, you know, here's my tag, bro. I'm Damn, I'm going to have to steal that from you. I don't know. I got this from... Um, the 35mm. Yeah, I got this at uh, Salvation Army, actually. Oh, shit. Fire. Yeah, bro, you're a camera guru. Yeah, bro, I, you, I've, you been know into, I've been into film in the past, like, two years a lot, so... I'll show you some pictures from Faith oh, yeah. from this night that I took. From it. We're not good at all, bro. No. <laughs> I think Damn. I'm using the wrong film, or I zoomed in too much, and, like, the focus, oh. like, you have to hold on to this. I'll, 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 give, you, I'll give you some yeah, tips. Yeah, give me some tips, <laughs> bro. Like, don't, don't tell everybody. I don't want no one to know about this. Um, so I want to know, bro. So like, obviously you've been traveling a lot, bro. Like, be honest, bro. What, what's the what's the party life like, bro? What's you've been in Miami, bro? Just be real. You can let it out. It's just us <laughs> three, bro. Yeah. What's some craziest shit that's happened to you? Damn. Um, I've seen a lot, low key. <laughs> damn. <laughs> I've seen a lot. Confidence um, for sure. Damn. I don't know. I've seen a lot. When I was on tour, um, right before COVID, I was on a thirty-five city tour. The whole you. It was like. The U.S. and 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 Canada, um, and that was crazy because I remember like damn near every night we had like a group of girls like just kind of come up to us at the end of every show, more like the bigger cities I guess you can say, mm-hmm. and like they were just trying to party, like yo inviting us out here, inviting us there. There was also guys too like you know promoters from, you know so and so place like yo like what are you guys up to tonight? You come out like everything on me type shit, damn. and it's just cool right like. There was days where I was just like, I can't do it. Like, I had to be editing all night. So I was like, no way. I'm I'm a responsible worker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get that. (laughs) So, you know, like, I I couldn't. Like, but, you know, it's it's, it's cool. It's, I think it's cool to, 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 to experience it once in a while, to go out and kind of have a few drinks once in a while. Because I think it's much needed, especially once when you're going through a bunch of shit or you're just stressed from work or you have a lot of work. Like, it's. You know, even if you go by yourself to have a drink, I think that's very much necessary. I do it at least every now and then when I'm in Miami and I'm, ha- like, you know, had a crazy week or, you know, there's just a lot. And I just go down and have a drink or just even go down and have dinner somewhere. Yeah, bro. That's, but, that needs to be normalized. Going yeah, out by yourself to do that. Bro, like ever since I moved to Miami, because obviously I live with my brother down there, but we have different schedules and sometimes he's out of town or I'm out of town and we don't travel together or whatnot. But there's times where I was just like, fuck it. I already know my spots and I'll go have dinner. Or go get lunch by myself, and I'm like, they already know me. They know it's hey, it's that guy that comes. It's the regular, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's memo. <laughs> and 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 it's, I mean, at first I was like, shit, I don't want to go do that by myself. I remember I went to the club for the first time by myself in Miami once, What's and up? then from there on, I met like some of the people I hang out with that I met, some like 
group of people that I now hang out with often back in Miami. So if I didn't go out that night, I probably would have never met them. And now it's like I have another batch of friends that I've met in Miami and they're fucking cool. So sometimes you just got to do shit by yourself. And I think when you do shit by yourself, it's not got to say it's the funnest, but it's, it's some of the funnest times. Like it's, it's, it forces you to get out. I went to yeah. Fade by myself. None of my friends listen to oh, Fade. Shit. So I went by myself and I met like these Colombian people. They're like this group of people. They're just, bro, they're just it's, it's a good time. Not to say that going out with friends no, isn't yeah. cool. Don't get me wrong. Cause that is also a good feeling. Yeah, you were out at the blinded barber. I think with, yeah. uh, these guys, I was pissed. I was like, man, I wanted to go. Cause <laughs> I knew they were having something that night and I was in fucking New York. Yeah. I had to blind barbers a spot. Um, I had to come out with a few of my friends. I hadn't seen them in a long, like almost a year. I so did. I was like, I had to, it was, it's a good feeling to come out and kind of kick it with them a little bit, but it's cool. It's all right. <laughs> it's a, it's a cool clothes. You know the blinded barber? No. Blind barber. Bro, so it's, it's like really a barber shop yeah. in the day. Oh no, I have seen it on TikTok, yeah. but I've never been there. It's cool, bro. I only go, go for when Agua Chicago or whatever is Agua, thing, Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thursday with uh, Dewey. The G, and, uh, Iggy yeah. and Dewey. Yeah. Shout out Dewey. Those guys, I want to try to get those guys eventually. Yeah, bro, let me know. I'll hit up Dewey and I'm sure you'll be down to come. Yeah, because I, I, I go there and they play the best music. And like, what I like about it is just chill. It's nice and yeah. small. Like, I'm tired of going to Moe's. I'm tired of going to like yeah. Tunnel. Oh. No, you need to go to the spots that not a lot of people go to. Exactly, That's just bro. me. Hey, it's me cool too. to go to the clubs and all that, but there's also a lot of other low key spots that aren't as hectic. Lately, I've been more of a bar guy than a club guy. That makes sense, bro. Like, I prefer where they play music at, at least you know obviously most of the parts are playing bars are playing music but lately it's been more of a bar than a club kind of guy like yeah. I don't know it's just like chill vibes you get to kind of talk you're chilling you're drinking you're just at a club you're just what you say this guy goes <laughs> to the garage regular. Man, to the garage. Bro, I have bro this guy's a regular bro He's well a, that's bro. not that's like my my go to hey, if I need a drink it's right here <laughs> but like I prefer I'm, I'm the same way I prefer yeah. like good music obviously but like more of a bar like yeah. that place is a bar first and if it just so happens to get lit like it gets they have lit. a dj playing yeah. yeah i went there like once they had a dj it was after a fest i forgot what festival i went to in chicago sueños. after sueños and then they, they were playing there was a dj playing which is cool i was like whatever but it's a bar before mm-hmm. it is like anything else so he said yeah. whatever bro he's yeah, like oh it's, dj it's a, it's a, it's a bar, it's a bar first bro and then that's like that, I, I like to vibe more there because clubs are, i only consider like for something special when people yeah. want to just go just to go it's like to me it's like Let's do it. I don't want to be a party pooper, but like I prefer drinks. Like yeah. I feel like more conversations can be made. Like at you can bar. vibe with more people. Yeah. Like at the club, man, I can't hear shit. Exactly. I, I could have a conversation. And I know what happened. Exactly. Unless you're trying to dance and, and you're, oh, yeah, you're yeah. trying to get girls or girls, you're trying to get guys, and maybe. But <laughs> hey, even then, you'll find maybe the love of your life at a bar too. Yeah. I don't know. Have you so. found the love of your life at uh, in Miami, bro? I feel like no. there's just so much talent out there, bro. Just, no, I feel I, like there's a lot of risk. I, I've, I've met some great people in miami i gotta say that but i have not found the love of my life and I, i'm not in the look i'm not in the look for it now i'm i'm, I'm at a stage in my life where I'm, I'm i'm doing me and i think in a respectful way and i don't know i think it's it's the right thing to do right now where i'm at like just in life not even with what i do but just focus like i, I think i'm young so yeah bro how old are you i just turned 24 kobe year yay Oh, yeah, you're hella tired, young. Hella young. I'm 25, but about to be 26. 25. There you go. Yeah, we're young. Yeah, yeah bro. Especially like I like what you said about like uh, going out on your own to do that kind of stuff and take bro. a break. I think a me time is definitely like important, and I feel like now people are getting in, especially after COVID, and then like now mental health awareness is. I feel like is if you're going mainstream, which is good, which I would like like people to be like, yeah, bro, I'm going through shit, and like that's okay, like you know whatever you're going through, do what you gotta do, exactly. take your own time. 
no fucking rush. Yeah. I would think that would be hard though in Miami because there's just so much shit going on. There's model and everything. You think <laughs> you would get all caught up in that, but like, you're you're very disciplined enough to kind of like yeah. Yeah. Well, like, no, there's a time and place for that kind of vibe. And yeah, I don't know. I think uh, t- to your point, yeah, it's a good point that like you need to really focus on yourself. And that was one of the things I was kind of like afraid of going to Miami, although I had never really been. I know Miami's like you know it's. I like to say it's like summer all year round. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's like. So you know, clubs, party, this, that. Like you know, people are constantly going out and whatnot. So obviously, you get you're surrounded by that. So you want to almost do that too. But I've also like moving to Miami alone has made me realize so much that I think it, it was much, like it was something I didn't know I needed. And it could have been LA, it could have been New York, it could have been anywhere else. I think it also would have done me well. But moving down there by myself, like from one week to another really made me like one kind of hustle more and just like know myself even better than what I thought I knew myself of already. Does that yeah. make sense? Like I learned a lot in the past year. Like I've only been down there a little over a year and a half now, but in just this past year, I've learned so much about myself that I've been through hell of a shit, but it's like a good thing that I think it had to happen. And even I think I went to through more like hardships than I went through like a lot of good things, but like I'm, I'm glad that happened because I realized a lot. Like, just mental stuff. Like myself, taking care of myself. Like physically, mentally, emotionally. Like really taking me before anybody else, and not disrespect to anybody else. Like obviously my parents, my family. Obviously they come first before a lot of other people, if not most people. But I also realized that I come before a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I think it sounds greedy. And I was always afraid of like, no, like I always put other people before me, and I always did it because. That's just how I am. Like, I'd rather give, make my friend have a good time than before I have a good time or, you know, like, certain people. But then I realized that if I'm making these people happy all the time and I'm not happy, then there's something wrong there. Yeah. And until then, I was like, all right. I put, like, the break on it. And I was like, all right, I'm sorry, but I got to make myself happy before I can make you happy. And from that time on, I've been happy. Yeah, so that's that's beautiful bro. take take time for yourself yeah. as, as someone that i'm not i'm not saying i'm like oh my god i'm the happiest i'm not dealing with nothing like no but it's just like it really does take a toll on you when when you don't put yourself first for you know for certain things you know taking out yourself for a drink yeah. even or dinner a pause or taking yourself down i don't know like just anything taking a day mm-hmm. for yourself i think it's, it's very much needed. and i think we we live i think everyone just in general lives a constant life where it's just work 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 and just doing this doing that and then you don't really pause and realize that you need time for first for yourself sometimes and it also means maybe time for yourself with like you and your family you and your friends like you know so definitely take that let me let me ask you this so how long have you been in miami living there a little over a year and a half now so almost was it before covid or after it was uh after covid after covid after covid okay so when you moved down there like friendships that you had either anywhere like were they affected like once you were by yourself and stuff and like you were doing your own thing like did you realize you don't have to name groups or anybody but like not that they didn't mean anything but like that friendship isn't as strong as you thought it was maybe yeah um i say it went both ways there was friendships that i was very close with that eventually just broke apart completely and we stopped talking for months and it sucked because I'm like, damn, like, I'm moving out there not because I want to, but because I almost not. I guess I don't. I didn't have to either because it was my choice of doing it. But I was chasing something that I always wanted. Right? It was another dream of mine. Like, 
risking it, moving out, you know, really following what, what, what my passion is, what my dream is. And I knew that doing that would take a lot of risk. One of them being maybe losing friends along the way. Yeah. But also I knew I was going to gain people along the way. Um, but yeah, I did lose a few people along the way. I though I still have a group of people that are still with yeah. me. Um, shout out to Elvis. Bro, Elvis. <laughs> where are you, bro? Any guy. Shout out to Elvis. Any guy, Hey, he knows. Um, Tell him to come after this, yeah, bro. Yeah, Elvis, Text you got to like, come out. <laughs> like, bro. Fun fact, bro. Fun story. Uh, we went out to the beach one time. And we, we were with the, the sisters. They went. Uh, he was there. To oh, Yana Dunes. Oh, you went, you went to Dunes with us? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's been a long time. I don't remember. Uh, I'm bad with faces. Uh, but well, well, let me tell you. Well, at the end, Elvis was smashed. And he, <laughs> I, I don't know who was surrounded. I know I was I was right next to him. And some I forgot who else was there. But point is, he opened the cooler. And there was no more drinks. We, we all killed him. And I remember he, he was so like into it, you know. He was like. Everybody, every one of you are going to get a Henny bottle from me. And we made it a, like a joke. For like, well, how long so has this, it been? Bro, it's been literally like four like years. Four years. Yeah, it's been a long time. And we make the joke all the time. Like, Elvis, where's our Henny bottle, bro? And he comes okay. to my parties and he's like, I didn't bring the Henny bottle. Bro. I'm hey, like, he you, knows you it. made a promise, bro. Next time, I'm back in December for the holidays. So we definitely had to kick it. We and, do, and, bro. And we do. And I guarantee you, I was bringing the Henny. Because <laughs> yes, he has the Henny bottle. He literally does, he has bro. It. He should have like a stock. I don't even care oh, no. if it's the tiny bottles, bro. No, he, he has the Henny <laughs> bottles. Trust me. I feel like he, he opens up the drawer. All right, which one? We got the, we got the 1942 reserve right here, bro. Dude, Whatever. it has like the same outfit, right? Like the black shirt, the black jeans, <laughs> yeah, and the jeans. same like Henny it, bottle. No, killing so. it. We'll definitely bring him out next time. You guys sure. were having a heart-to-heart, I think, when you guys were in the water like afterward. Because you were smashed, too. Like You guys were drinking. Yeah, I think... Well, fuck this over is that I don't think we really had enough food. And I don't think we ate. Think we, we ate, were... like, I think we had burgers. I forgot where we stopped by for burgers oh, at some point. Oh, afterwards, we went to uh And it was, like, well, it was, like, 15 or something. Steak there's, and shake, yeah. Big group. And then we had burgers Jesus. after. But we were, like, that was a big group. drinking. Crazy. Yeah, we were, like, drinking damn near all day. Literally playing Uno. Right the there. ratio from chips to the cooler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it escalated real Yeah, big. the chips to cooler was, like, at the end was, like, all right, bro, we might have, like, a quarter of a bag of chips, but... The alcohol's gone. Like, oh, was gone priorities, priorities were gone, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, bro it's a beautiful memory, bro. At least we no, got yeah. Hell yeah. I, that, was, that was definitely a great-ass day. I remember that day very clear. That well, was that's a good dope, day. bro, that like, even though you're out there busy, you get to come back, and there's friends like 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 Elvis and those guys that you can still kind of like, as if nothing happened. Like, yeah. You guys can come back after a long period of time and still kick it. Like, it's, it's literally like, you no. weren't even gone. Yeah, that's the best feeling. And that that's that's what gets me excited when I'm back. Obviously, my family, I... I, I it's nothing like spending family time and I'm a very family kind of guy like my parents my nephews my nephews like my son and and I, like I take family time very serious and I think you know I think we all do um but also like my friends that are damn near family as well like Elvis I, I take pride in it because you know I think it's also like I said earlier it's much needed to have your own time too and like I said it could be family time or friend time and you know when I haven't seen these guys for a long time or my friends for a minute it's like it's good to catch up right like just kind of talk about shit that it's hard like you said when you're busy you're not really catching up right you're just like day to day or hey you know this happened and this but until you really sit down and go have dinner or even just kick it at the crib and talk and just catch up that's that's much needed like from anybody i think and yeah, and it's good to have that like i said I, i've made new friends along the way which you know they're great friends i'm not saying anything bad about them but there's people that have been there like for years that i mean i grew up with them so it's mm-hmm. nothing like that i mean even yourself, I mean, how long ago did I mention? And we, you know, we still keep in touch, and that's why I'm here and shit. But it's it's good to know and have people when you come back to like, you know, where you grew up, where you're from originally, and. 
be able to kick it back and hey look let's catch up or this even this doing this today it was like I said yeah because I, I mean I hadn't seen you in like yeah bro forever. I've been like, begging you I think, you you. I think the last time I saw you it was, was definitely Indiana day. Dunes and yeah. that's been like a hot minute since like who would have thought that you know yeah, we've been bro. here but but it's, it's great I love doing this and we I think we talked about a little bit on the last episode we were doing a little like because it was a Thanksgiving special we were like oh man bro I'm grateful for this but I tell them all the time I remember when uh, when I first met this guy from high school met met a big ass group of people and I, we came to this guy's house and we had like a big ass bonfire and I was telling uh, one of our other friends I'm like damn bro like this big group I'm like I know it's not gonna last but right now it feels great yeah. and oh over the time like I said it's not all bad like the reason you don't talk to somebody is not bad like it just sometimes you have to move away because of work and like you said you're doing you yeah. doesn't mean when you see them again you won't be like bro how you doing like exactly. let's link yeah. up like there's there's some ways that they break and you find out like oh I can't be around that person that that's not my vibe or exactly. that's, that's not you good for apart. me exactly. yeah you grow apart and the other day we were like damn bro my circle is small but like there's new members there's old members but it's where I want to be exactly. like I'm, I'm grateful for the people that I choose to put myself around like I used to be like I gotta make time for everybody like I need I, I want everybody I don't want to lose nobody but then I like you said like it's 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 draining it hurts yourself and so one of the things that i told him i was grateful for was like the people that i have around me like that i hang out with like not even just friends but like i i choose to keep talking to this person and keeping in my life because they're good vibes they're good people and like the fact that you do that in miami like new doors will open and maybe those that person you meet next week or whenever you go back it's going to be with you on your journey the next 10 years, 15 years, exactly. a lifetime. And that's that's just how life goes. You, you can't have everything and want it to be like that. But whatever you do got and whatever happens and whatever stays, like, that's the best part. Literally. I couldn't, you couldn't have said it better. That's exactly like, that's how it is. Like, life's a trip. That, 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 yeah. Life's like, a trip. People come, people go. And it's sometimes, obviously, it's for a bad cause, right? That you got to let them go or they leave because shit just happens. But, like, at the end of the day, like... Like you said work or just moving or this or that like and you just unfortunately you guys part ways and you catch up four years later three years later yeah, and here yeah. we are again here like are, it's not because oh <laughs> fuck that guy but it's just like yo you know he was in college and he was finishing up and he had moved jobs and he was and i was out doing my thing and then you know shit just happened covid and, and but you know and then here you are like catching up again it's like there's a reason why you guys kind of came back again right after so long and and thank you bro yeah. thank you for taking time i know no, like, for sure you're a very busy guy like we're still just you know right now we're a small podcast but maybe eventually we'll no this, big, so. this is how if you don't start it it ain't gonna grow i appreciate that bro. there's That's... always a start and and i think that the worst that can happen you're doing it because you like it and the worst that can happen it goes it doesn't go beyond that but if you don't do it you won't know exactly, so until you bro. do it and i think this is cool that you do this shit Thank you, bro. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we started with these guys. We fuck around and joke, and I'm like, bro, let's just put it out there, bro. Maybe, maybe we get something. Maybe we don't. Like, just, mm, no. just conversation. With last question, because I don't want to do a Don a disservice, but he asked this question. You kind of already talked about uh, Tiny Yandel, but uh, Adan wanted to ask this question. Did you organize a soccer game between Nikki Jam and Tiny? No, so actually, that, that's a good question. So no, I did. I didn't organize that. Uh, it would have been. It would have been great. I did. But I'm no. like, bro. He's like, I don't have any experience no. in soccer production. So like, what am I gonna no. do? So they, they, they were they were the coach. I think for this. So it was. Long story short, so where I'm at now with Neon Sixteen, um, we do a lot of events. So we do a lot of collaboration events with you know. We just had a celebrity game in basketball, uh, celebrity basketball game in Puerto Rico, 
and we just had one in Miami. So just, you know, different artists and producers, um, mainly in like the Latin world that come and, and, you know, we have two different teams and just kind of a time to kick it and also just an activity and an outing kind of that we do um, as, a, as a label, as a company. Um, so we did, you know, we did, they did that before I was on board with them. Um, but that was actually when they did that event, they did it in Miami. And I remember I was still in Chicago. Um, and I reached out to them. I was like, yo, like if you guys need extra help, like I'm willing to help you out. And I didn't get paid or any of that. I actually bought my own ticket, my flight ticket. And I flew out there for like three days and all they got me in was a pass to like, just take pictures of that event. And it was cool and all. So that was just like another way to like also kind of gain their confidence on me and kind of see that yeah. I was someone that was willing to risk it uh, and help them out in that way. The fact that I didn't get paid, I bought my own ticket and I still made it out there with no money in my pocket. Kind of just showed a little bit of how, how much I wanted this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, was like the first event I did that before that it was like middle of COVID. They were doing like a private event and it was like a collaboration with Xbox and it was like a... Uh, like a video game tournament kind of thing. Okay. So it was like Xbox sponsored it. Um, and it was just like, a, like again, it was a private event with Latin Grammy week in my, taking place in Miami. And it was just like a bunch of different artists that came by. And that was like the first time I ever did anything with them. And it wasn't even with them. It was to someone else that put me onto that event or whatever. And, you know, that was like when I first did something that had to do with Neon 16. And the second time was the soccer tournament. And the third thing was... Um, when they were working on the Dynasty album um, stuff that I was able to be on set for, for some of those with, with, with Yandel and Tiny. That's dope, bro. Yeah, so, no, I didn't do it, but I was there to <laughs> witness it. There you go, Don. That's your answer, bro. Because I know he's a huge Nicky Jam fan, so that's oh, why yeah. he's like... Um, all right, so before we end that, I did promise you a gift, bro, but I already kind of spoiled it. Um, last time I hung out at the beach, you left your shoes here, bro. So <laughs> Damn, bro. They made it all this way. I literally, Next. bro, was holding them for so long. I almost donated them because I was, like, bro, clearing out my closet. I, I'm almost, like, I kind of forgot, but I still remember them, but I honestly had forgotten about these. Like, I was I literally, gone. Now you yeah, can add your collection, bro. I, 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 I had them right there with the J Balwin signed ones. and then <laughs> the <laughs> hey, I'll sign them for you, bro. Shout out to you for still having them. Yeah, it's, then, bro, um, it's been like four years. That's crazy. Literally four years, bro. They probably might not even fit you, bro. No, they got bigger. Are you a medium or a large? I am a large. Perfect. And then we have these are just prototypes. They're nothing oh, crazy, yeah. bro. But they're just uh, we're just Fire. trying to make because uh, we're gonna go to Miami, and I'm gonna um, we're gonna I'm gonna put them on, and it has a QR code. It has a link to the podcast on Spotify. Oh, this is what you were telling me earlier. Yeah. Right? Oh, this is super fun. You, you don't gotta wear, it, bro. You, gotta, you can throw like it away after tree, this for all I care. Kind of vibes. Yeah, or it's um it? no, it's the link tree. Yeah, link so it just tree. has um, oh, okay. all this our shit though. there. We have donations for oh, if oh, people yeah. want to donate money. Like this. I'm not a I I, have, I was not a white guy kind of person, but recently I have been more. I'm not a white either because but of the I'll definitely rock this. So for this me. is dope. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, so you customize no, bro dye this is fire. it tie dye it. Thank you for this. That's why I made it white because I feel like put your own creativity, put your own spin on the shirt. A memory. Thank you. This is super dope. I'm gonna be uh, rocking it at uh, Vibra or Urbana. I can't Urbana, it's, gonna, it's gonna Vibra be Urbana. up there. Vibra um, yeah. Urbana. I'm sure I'll see you guys out there. I'll probably be out there depending on. I'll text my you, bro, if you're out there. You're for sure. No, hundred percent. I'll be there. Cause we're gonna go out. We're gonna. I think well, oh, we're yeah. going there on December 9th, and then the weekend, and I think Monday. Yeah, that's soon. We're still gonna it's be. It's like in a week and a half. Yeah, it's in a week yeah. and a half. Oh shit! Hell yeah! yeah. And for our audio listeners, our next podcast will be. In Miami. Yeah, we're doing a Miami special, so we're just gonna. Ooh, you want to come to? We bought an Airbnb that has like a pool and everything. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be uh, definitely be there. Yeah, we should. Y'all doing this again out there? We'll probably just do it for uh, with this or like the podcast, or it's just just like it's just gonna be one shoot. But I think we might do it on Monday. 
Just cause right. uh, we're gonna do it on the time. We're, cause we were thinking we wanted to get the guys there in it too. So we Monday would probably be the best day, cause that's gonna be our chill day. Like we're gonna go out. Cause I'm arriving Friday night. They're already gonna be there. Um, they're gonna be out. So that's why I'm just gonna meet up with them. Oh, yeah. It's hectic Saturday, Sunday, the concert, the festival. I was like, maybe we could do it a pregame in the in the morning, but we'll see. It was fire. Yeah, let me know when y'all done. No plans, sure. no ideas. Right, but before I go, or before you go, any like parting advice? I usually like to like have this kind of like what's a a phrase, an advice, like a one liner. We have some goofy lines, but anything that you want to give to the people, the audience, something very Guillermo, something original, original, something bro. to the left. I'll fucking quote it, bro. <laughs> um, damn. I guess just like a closing statement, right? Yeah, anything, like, bro. Um, damn. Not to make, not to end this a little too cliche, but I think if there's something that I, I would want people to take from me and from this podcast, the people that are listening to the people that will listen to, hopefully, is to just follow your dreams like i know it sounds cliche i know it sounds like a little cheesy corny but i think nowadays more than ever you've been able to see and i think you guys can say yourself too that there's a lot of jobs a lot of careers out there that don't really take college for you to have or take or have college you know a degree in it Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people that are making creating new jobs and just creating new opportunities without even like from just being creatives like as small as an nft like obviously that was the big thing then but why i have sixteen hundred dollars in debt i bought two nfts they didn't go nowhere <laughs> there you go <laughs> but see at the time like someone started this and people made money off of it and sure enough obviously it took someone smart to do it and and whatnot but you know it didn't really take for you to to have a degree for you to say i have an nft and i sold it for x y and z amount and you made a couple thousand dollars off of it so i just to everybody out there just like follow your dreams risk it no matter what it is, whether you want to be the next full locker manager, you want to be the next, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be nothing crazy, but put your mind to it and it could definitely happen and like risk it. Like, cause without risk, you're not going to know what's on the other side. And I always tell people that like, this is what life's about. Like you risked it to go to school and I know you would get that degree. You risked it uh, to go to this party and not knowing what the outcome would be, but you had a good time. You risked it to go here and you met great people and you don't know what it was like. You went to work at Cindy's not knowing what would happen, and I met you there. And, and here we are, four years, six, five years later. Like, shit never dead. Like, I got my <laughs> shoes back. Like, they, they weren't sold. They, they were still here. So it's like, bro, just fucking, I think that's just, like, life, bro. Just live your life. Like, yeah, really, like, whether you have a dollar in your bank account or you have a million dollars in your bank account, as long as you're happy, I guarantee you money ain't shit. Like, just live your life. Be happy. Where can people find you? Plug yourself. What, you got Where can Instagram? people find me? Yeah, um, Instagram and Twitter. I don't. I don't really use anything else. Um, but Instagram as only Guillermo. Twitter only Guillermo. Um, yeah, it's kind of. You'll find me more on Instagram. I'm more active on Instagram and Twitter. So there we go. I'll send you the links from yeah. our. Shout out to to you guys for putting this together, bringing me out tonight. And no, thank you for coming, I'm, bro. I'm, I'm beyond happy to. I, this was great. Much needed conversations and good to catch up. And obviously, it's, we we're not close, we, but we reconnected. We, we reconnected. <laughs> this after. is the connection we needed. That exactly. We didn't know. So uh, you know, like to everybody out there that's gonna watch this, thank you guys for watching this, and thank you for putting this together. And Absolutely, I wish bro. nothing you guys but success in this podcast and everything you guys else do with in your life. Respect. Much love, bro. Thank you. I'll close it right here. There we go, bro. I almost put your shoes on stock, <laughs> bro. You should have. This guy, this guy, put fire ass shoes, bro. Bro, you should have. If, if the price was high, you should have fucking put them the up. Price there. Is right. <laughs>